Hey folks, what's up? It's Trent McClellan with another episode of the Generators Podcast. How's it going? Yeah, good. Okay, good. Uh, full transparency, I'm recording this one basically wrapped up in a in a in a uh, some kind of a snake pit of wires. I'm using the old uh, Zoom recorder on this one because it's just a solo episode this week. Just me talking at you, you know, having words. Remember that when people say that? Oh, they had words. That meant there was a an argument. But usually it, it tried to understate the situation when, when in reality it was far worse. Well, let's just say... They had words. Okay. That means there was a punch thrown. Anyway, um, yeah, back on the old school Zoom recorder on this one, as it's just me, not Zoom, the old teleconference setup. I mean, like a Zoom recorder, you know, the old digital recorder with a handheld mic. That's what I'm using. And I have wires at my feet right now. I have my headphones on. I have the the wire for the microphone, the actual uh plug for the zoom recorder that's at my feet it's just i mean it's a bird's nest of wires right now also you can get an episode this week okay and do i get a thanks no no people just go yeah put the episode up good thanks we all got problems trent that's what you're thinking out there um so yeah it's just me on this uh on this app and uh, that's slang for episode. And uh, I just finished watching the Euro final, the soccer, European soccer final, the championship there. It was England and Italy. And uh, I mean, it was a good game. There was a lot of drama. And uh, England took the lead two minutes in. Italy scores midway through the second half to tie it up. It goes to overtime. Then it goes to penalty shots. I think, honestly, pound for pound in sporting events, I don't even care if you're a soccer fan, fan or a fan. I don't care if you're a soccer fan or not. Penalty kicks is one of the most dramatic things in sports. They're dramatic during a game, like just if there's a handball and someone has to take a penalty kick during a game, that's fine. But I mean, when it goes at the end to a shootout with like penalty shots, one for one, Five shooters each. I'm telling you right now, in soccer, that's one of the most traumatic things in any sport, I'm saying. Hockey shootouts can be, you know, back in the day when they had those bad boys during the regular season. But now in the playoffs, NHL teams, they just you play overtime till somebody scores. And there's honor in that. I understand. Team sport. You should win as a team, lose as a team. Some people are against penalty shots to decide a game because they go, well, now you're just putting it on one player to decide the outcome of a game. And it's a lot of pressure. And it is. It is. Lord knows I never played professional soccer, but I played, I don't know, at a decent level. And it is. It was pressure then if you took a penalty shot, you know, towards the end of a game or at the end if it went to penalty shots. It is pressure. And not everyone can do it. Some great, great players were not great at taking penalty shots. It's a different game altogether. It's a mind game. It's not about ability as much as it is. Can you get out of your own way? Um, 
And England did something today that, I mean, I don't know if I agree with. I don't want to dump on them because England loses the game, by the way, in penalty shots. And it's heartbreaking because the game is in England. It's in uh, at Wembley Stadium in London, and they lose to Italy in penalty shots. And I don't want to dump on the players. I was cheering for England, by the way. I don't want to dump on them. Uh, they had a great tournament. They played so, so well and went further than anyone would have thought they'd gone because they have a fairly young team. And they did really, really well. But something that they did, and I think the coach was amazing. Gareth Southgate for England was amazing the entire tournament. He got lineups right, tactics right generally. They got them all the way to the championship game and in overtime and then penalty shots. So clearly the man knows what he's doing in terms of the players he selected and tactics and stuff. But what he did almost as the game ended was he substituted in some players that he thought could take penalty shots when it went to penalty shots. So he puts these players in literally with like seconds to go. And, uh, and it was Rashford, Marcus Rashford and um, Jaden Sancho come into the game and they barely touched the ball. And then the game ends. So now they have to go to penalty shots and they're going to be taking some of the penalty shots. That's why he subbed them in. He wanted them in the game so they could take some of these penalty shots. But they've barely touched the ball. I don't even know if Rashford had touched the ball. Suddenly now he's in the most pressure-filled moment of his life. And he's got to execute and take a penalty shot. I'm like, I don't I don't know if that's what you want to do. I mean, if you took uh, college basketball or NBA basketball and the, there was two seconds left in the game and there's free throws... And you got a guy who hasn't played all day, but you know, you get the option to just pick a shooter and you go, well, the guy on our bench is the best shooter, but he has not played a minute all day. He's been sitting there in his tracksuit all day, watching it, drinking Gatorade and water, cheering on his teammates. And you're like, yeah, dude, you're the best foul shooter, free throw shooter. Take off your tracksuit warm-ups and uh, go in and shoot those game-winning free throws with two seconds left. I don't know if you do that. You know, they're, they're not into the flow of the game. You haven't touched a ball since the warm-up, the original warm-up at the beginning of the game. And now you're like, dude, here, go win it for us. I admire the confidence he had in these players, and they're all super young. So basically... The last three shooters for England miss, right? Rashford hits the post. Sancho, uh, his shot is stopped. And uh, Saka, his shot is stopped at the end. And these are all guys, well, you know, Sancho and Rashford were the guys who were subbed, subbed in with seconds left to take these shots. Saka had already been on for a little while. But I don't know, man. Because... Credit to Southgate because he's got to know the head coach. He's got to know if he does that and it doesn't work out, there's going to be hell to pay. I mean, the British press is notoriously ruthless, right? And they put a lot of pressure on this team to get it done. And this whole song that they had from years ago, football's coming home and, you know, going to return England to glory and stuff. And I get all that. I get the pride behind it. But the press there are notoriously just absolutely ruthless. And so the coach has got to know if he makes this decision and it doesn't work out, they're going to question him for the rest of his days. And the irony of it is, as a player, this coach, when he was a player, he missed a penalty shot. 
in a European championship. You know, so he's trying to, you know, outlive those ghosts. And then he makes these choices. And then these three kids miss. And I mean, these were kids. So Marcus Rashford, who took one, who got subbed on with minutes left to take one. He was 23 years old. He was the oldest of the three guys. Sancho is 21 years old. And Saka, who had to take the last shot. So if he misses, it's over. Italy win. If he misses, England lose. It's over. Kid goes up, hits it. Wasn't a great shot, to be fair. Goalie saves it. He's 19 years old. 19. You're still fighting acne. Hormones. Still trying to figure out life, you know? Now you're taking a penalty shot with your nation and the world watching to keep your team alive in the European Championships, and you haven't played a second. You've been on the pitch for 30 seconds. Here we go. Keep us alive. (sighs) Man. And that poor kid at 19, like, the stuff he's going to receive online, the hate, the abuse, the you're an idiot, like... It's going to be terrible because that's what the internet is these days, sadly, half of it. Um, So that's going to be rough, but I just don't know. My hat's off to the coach for believing in these players to do it. I'm sure they would have, you know, practiced all week and they've been practicing their whole lives, obviously, but this week they would have, you know, get ready for this just in case penalty shots was an option. And I'm sure he went with, these are the guys that have been hitting them in practice. So Let's, you know, put our faith in these guys. And I'm all about that, man. I'm all about believing in people and trying to encourage them and in the moment. But man, when you put three kids at the end where all the pressure is going to be, why not put one of the senior players towards the end? You know, Harry Kane or McGuire, let them go towards the end in case there's a pressure shot. A little bit more experience. They buried their shots. They were fantastic. Anyway... This is what happens in sport, right? The rest of us, all armchair coaches, we sit around and critique the players and they go, why didn't they do that? They should have done the other thing. It would have worked better. Like, that's easy to do. Now, if they had won, we all would have went, genius. What a risk to, to put that much faith in the kids. And they were cold-blooded and got it done. But that's not what happened. They lose. And now there's going to be questions asked. And that's why sports is crazy tough if you're playing at that level under that microscope. I don't, I don't know about you, but I forget that these are kids sometimes. And I remember I went to the Final Four NCAA College Basketball Championships a couple of years. I went twice, once in Houston, once in Indianapolis. And it was amazing. I mean, I, I think I may have talked about it before, but it's just, it's such a spectacle. Of course, you know, Americans love to just make a massive event out of, you know, anything sporting like that championship wise. And so it was, you know, incredible. I'm watching this game, uh, you know, in Lucas Oil Stadium where the Indiana, Indianapolis Coats play, play football. And I'm watching a college basketball game in this place. 74,000 people watching Kentucky versus Wisconsin. 74,000. You know, when you're watching it on TV, you know, you're screaming at the television. Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? But when you're there in person and you get down close and you realize like, oh, yeah, these are kids. That guy happens to be seven feet, but he's 18 years old. Right? His folks packed him a lunch to come here. He, you know, like he's probably got a skateboard. He skateboarded over here. But you realize the pressure that goes on the shoulders of these kids 
Now, obviously, in the pro game, you understand, like, these guys are getting paid a lot of money, and that's part of the job, and I understand all that. But, like, at the end of the day, man, these are just people trying to deal with the weight of, you know, a nation's expectations. It's 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 crazy. So, anyway, Italy win. They're the champions. Full credit to them. They probably weren't the most talented team in the tournament, but they always found ways to dig it out and win. And, uh, and they got it done today, man. It didn't also hurt them that the Italian keeper – could have played basketball. The Italian goalkeeper also was a kid. I think he was like 19 or 20 or something. He was 6'5". Absolute giant of a man. Took up half the net. I'm like, you're going to have to put that ball perfectly into the corner to beat that guy. Because if he lays down either way, he's getting to it. What a beast of a man. Oh, my God. So that would have freaked you out right off the bat, right? You're stepping up to take a penalty shot. You look down the other end, the goalkeeper, and it's LeBron James basically standing there with his arms stretched out wide. And you're like, I got to try and blast it by this guy. Right? Where's the net? I don't even. So Italy had that going for him. And I had a gut feeling, man. I had a gut feeling when it went to penalty shots. The England goalkeeper was really good, and he saved a couple today. A couple of penalty shots. He was really good, but he was way smaller, but very athletic. And uh, But that Italian goalkeeper was just massive. I was like, he's going to stop a couple, or he's going to at least intimidate the England shooters and force them to miss. And uh, they didn't miss any, but he stopped. He stopped two, and the other one hit the post, and uh, that's it. It's a game of inches, as they say. And so now uh, England will have to answer all the questions from that and uh, you know, they'll question their tactics and the decisions he made. And uh, I would not want to be those guys, but they played really well as well. England did a great job. Again, they went further than anyone thought they'd go with a young team. And um, they are, they played good stuff, man. That English team has come a long way in the last, you know, two decades. They play really, really good stuff and good possession. They have good skilled players. They've kind of changed the identity of what it is to be, um, you know, an English player, what that, how you define that, you know, they're, they're far more athletic and skilled than they were, you know, 15 years ago. There's, there's a ton of talent in that team and young. So they're only going to get better from here, but man, this one's going to sting. It's going to be, uh, uh, it's a long night tonight. Um, what else is going on, man? I went down to Lunenburg, Nova Scotia this weekend. My girlfriend and I slid on down there. And I got to tell you, if you've not been to Lunenburg, get yourself down there. You know, like going back in time, it's almost a deadpan. It's almost a double for like downtown St. John's in a way. Like just all the little shops all attached to each other, just rows and rows of streets like that. You're popping in. And I'm at the age, and I'm not afraid to admit it, I'm at the age where I enjoy going into those shops, okay? A younger Trent McClellan would have been like, where's the patio? Where's the bar? I'm going to sit outside there, crush some beers, maybe get into some rummies, you know? A few rum and cokes going, huh? A little bit of a day boil going on. I would have said, yeah, you guys can go check out the shops. I'm going to do that. But now I'm at an age where I'm like, oh, what's this? Nice mugs. Hmm. Maybe I should get those. What's that? Socks with a whale on it? Yeah. I don't have a pair of those. And I actually do enjoy browsing around all these shops. It's a, 
I don't know. I just changed overnight. I, I got uh, I got older and more mature in that regard. But I'll tell you, Lunenburg is absolutely beautiful. So calm. If you're looking for a little getaway and you just want to get out there, um, right on the water, it is just a, a calming, calming place if you've never, ever been. Uh, that whole area actually is amazing. Mahone Bay, Chester, Lunenburg. It's like any chance you can get. And from Halifax, it's a joke of a drive. It's like an hour away. Before you know it, you got a cup of coffee. Before you know it, you're there. And the great thing about, you know, Calgary and living in Calgary was you had Canmore and Banff, which was about an hour, hour and 20 minutes away. Same thing. Cup of coffee. Boom. You're there. You know, I love those things. I like going to beautiful places, but I don't want to travel half a day to get there. You know, there's tons of beautiful spots in the world and in Canada and in other, you know, small communities outside of where you live. But I don't know about the driving eight, nine hours to get somewhere. I'm like, I don't. Because here's the thing. If you drive the eight or nine hours to get there, awesome. You're, you're adrenalized. You know, you're looking forward to the actual uh, experience. You get there. It's a long haul, but you're, you're excited. You arrive. You do all the things once you're there and you go to the restaurants and maybe some pubs and do some shopping, whatever you do. But then when it's over, how do you end it? You end it by another eight or nine hour drive. So you come back bagged out you feel all scummy you want to just shower that's all you want to do it just kind of puts a damper on the end of the experience so i like the hour two hour drive boom out still feel fresh have a good experience set it up pop back in the car another hour or two that's it boom still feel fresh you don't feel terrible i'm bagged out that's me that's how i roll that's how i like to do little day trips okay so don't be at me don't judge me because i like to do an hour or two that's all Okay, I feel as a Canadian comedian, I've put in the long drives. Trust me. Stuck behind a logging truck for, you know, 14 hours going to God knows where, you know, going to Quinnell from Calgary. I've done it. I put in my time. So when I want my own time, I choose not to do that. Choose to do little short bursts. That's why I like to roll and stay fresh, you know? Maybe you're like that. Let me know. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you another thing I am realizing, and I don't know if you are, and I don't mean to put a damper on that barbecue grill of a summer we're having right now, but I'm going to say it, and I know everyone says it, but like the weekends are flying by, like at an alarming pace. You know, I looked at, you know, what's left for me for summer and I'm like, I don't even know. You know, I got some shows coming up this weekend in St. John, New Brunswick at Punchlines. Hopefully I'll see some of you. If not, don't forget to get your tickets if you're in the area. Uh, So that's that weekend. And then I come back from that and I'm off to Newfoundland. No shows, just going back to have a little bit of a trip with my girlfriend, hang out for a bit. And then I come back and I've got two more shows that I haven't announced yet. I can't announce till later this week. Um, yeah. And there's only a handful of weekends left and we're in the fall. It's like, it's, it's what's happening. How did it all just fly away? I, I don't, I must feel like summer, Summer weekends are like chocolate-covered almonds. 
You buy a bag of chocolate covered almonds for probably, I don't know, 75 bucks because for some reason, nuts are the price of gold. You ever go down and look at bulk nuts at a, at a grocery store? Almonds, like a container of almonds. There's like 50 in it. It's like, yeah, that's $44. Do, do the almonds make more almonds when I get them home? What? How come that's not a stock? Everyone's talking about cryptocurrency. I'm throwing all my bucks in almonds. Okay? Nuts. Nuts, Inc. That's what I'm going with. Because it's ridiculous and no one's talking about it. Where are other politicians putting that in their campaign platform? I will regulate the price of nuts. You got my vote. I'm in. You're making nuts affordable? Put the T-train down for a vote. Do it up. Okay? But I think summer weekends are like chocolate-covered almonds because you buy a bag of chocolate-covered almonds, you just stick in your hand in the bag. You know, you don't even look anymore. You're watching something. You're just putting your hand in the bag, grabbing some almonds. You put them in your mouth. They're delicious. You eat them. You take the empty hand. You put it back in the bag. You grab some chocolate-covered almonds. You put them in your mouth. You eat them. It's amazing. But then on one... You put your hand in the bag and there's nothing left in the bag. And you know that in that moment, the shock you have inside. In your head, you're like, oh, what? Was there another hole in the bag? It's like, I paid 40 bucks for these. How can there only be that many almonds? That's what summer weekends are like. That's how quickly they disappear. You don't even realize how quickly they fall away. That's right. I use the term fall away. I, I encourage you to use it this week if you can. Try and throw fall away into a sentence or a conversation. Let me know about it. See how it works out. Yeah. Yeah, I got it off the Generators podcast. I didn't plan on using it either, but Trent challenged me and now I'm using it. Okay. Fall away. Let me know how it works. But that's what these summer weekends are like. You got all these plans. That's what I do every summer. Before the summer even starts, I'm like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to a museum. I'm going to learn to play a bunch of songs on the guitar. I'm going to clean areas of the condo that I haven't cleaned yet. I'm going to do all this stuff with all this time. And the next thing you know, very little time left to do all that stuff. The trips you are going to take, the people you are going to connect with. Remember all those? Well, <laughs> the time is flying. So get out there and do the stuff. Go to the restaurant, okay? Make the reservation. Pick up the phone. Call the person. Go on the trip. Do it. Because I'll tell you, here in Canada, we all know what it's like. You're one, and I mean one, chilly evening from noticing the leaves have changed color. Isn't that the most terrifying day in Canada, at least? It's summer, summer, summer. One evening it's cold. Next day, you're like, Jesus, is that leaf orange? What? Is that a, a leaf on the ground? What? What's the date? that quickly it happens all right so don't be out there acting like you got all this summer left you don't 
So start doing your stuff. You were going to wrestle with sharks. I'd get, I'd look into that. I'd book that. Hmm. I'd look up sharkwrestling.com or .ca and I'd book some time with a shark if you're going to do that because there's not much time left. Okay. All that time you thought you had, you don't have as much of it anymore. Okay. So let's, let's pick up the pace here a little bit. And here in Halifax, I got to tell you, I mean, I know these things are decided above my pay grade and I am not privy to the knowledge possessed by city council here in this lovely city of Halifax, Nova Scotia. But I got to tell you something. Spring Garden Road here in Halifax, which is one of the, you know, most popular streets here. There's a bunch of shops along it and, um, you know, little restaurants and stuff. They have dug that thing up. Now, apparently the plan is to make it like a pedestrian only street where you can't drive down it and it's going to be like cobblestone type vibe. And I get that. I'm all about it. You go to cities that have that Stephen Ave in Calgary, uh, Argyle Street here in um, in Halifax is the same way. And it's great. People just walk up and down and they stroll and they shop and pop into restaurants and pubs. I'm all about it. But here's the thing. I'm going to need some more caffeine for this one second. That's delicious. I'm all about all that. Okay. But how about after a global pandemic of, I don't know, 16 months where restaurants, bars, any business struggled, wouldn't it have been a good idea to delay digging up the entire street like you've done to do this construction? Maybe just push it a year. And I know these decisions are probably made, you know, last year or two years ago when a budget and money was set aside and maybe there's political, you know, uh, pressures on top of this to get this thing done. Because, I don't know, people want to get reelected. I don't know what the decision is or why it's made. I, I think it's a good decision, first of all. I think it's, it, it, it's a great thing for the city, first of all. But I question the timing of it. Because these businesses now are trying to make the most of the summer months to use utilize their patios, to get more people going through, you know, their restaurants and their doors. And now you just got guys out there jackhammering all day on the street, dust flying around, backhoes. It's going to be like that till November. And I get it. You want to get it done, but why not go, hey, let's let some of these businesses have a chance at surviving. Let's not discourage customers or have patrons from going into these establishments by making the outside just a war zone. Maybe push it off a year. Maybe wait till next year to see if they survive. Because if they don't get through this summer and make some money and try and get some revenue back, they won't be around next year to enjoy the beautiful cobblestone streets that you've put down. There'll be a new business coming in and taking over their space to enjoy cobblestone lifestyle. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I think, you know, I know a friend of mine had a business back in uh, Calgary and he, same thing, had a restaurant. He was managing a restaurant downtown and they were just dug up the street in the middle of the summer, just dug it up for months. They were just dug up the sidewalk, jackhammer and his patio was useless to him because people didn't want to 
sit next to that. Of course they don't. And Canadians, it's so hard for us because we only get so much summer, right? You're in darkness half the year, snow, rain, punching you in the face, cold winds. Finally, some hot weather comes along. You're like, get me to a patio. Get me outside. Let me enjoy it. No, construction. Did you want some some asphalt on your nachos? No? Do you want a little bit of dust sprinkled, fresh, fresh road dust sprinkled over the top of your meal? No? Fresh cracked pepper? No? I don't know. I just think someone, they should have put, done an emergency meeting and said, hey, guys, I know this is what we've okayed in the budget. This is when it was, you know, planned to do it and scheduled to do. But how about we postpone it a year and let these businesses get a crack at survival here? You know, they've already been through enough. Lord knows. As we all have. But these businesses, I mean, if you're, you know, people can't take another lockdown, I think, financially. And a lot of these businesses are hanging by a thread. So before this another fall and winter comes, let them have a shot at uh, making some money, people. You know, is that too much to ask? Come on. Anyway, that was my old man rant about that. And uh, I'll be honest, a younger me wouldn't have even noticed that this would have been ramifications, you know, on other businesses. But I don't know, as you, you do this solo thing for a while, as a comedian, you do start to look at it as more of a business mindset. You start to realize that, you know, people making a go of a business, it is hard. It is difficult. Um, people put their life savings into trying to make a business work. They take out personal loans. They, you know, they get attached to their staff. They, they want to make it work. They want to make a go. They, maybe it was their dream to do these things, you know? And when you see a, you know, closed or a lease sign on a building now, I feel that. I'm like, man, that was someone's dream just died. That coffee shop, that was something that someone believed in. They thought it was really going to work. They tried everything in their power to keep it going. And eventually they were like, man, I just can't do it anymore. And they, they throw in the white towel and give up. You know? So, I don't know. I just think it's something the city should have considered before they uh, let the okay go ahead on that. Because it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's going to hurt them. I, I hope it doesn't, but I got a feeling it's going to hurt them. And as I said, businesses uh, across the country and around the world, for that matter, don't don't need another obstacle to overcome um, after the uh, after the insane time we've had, you know, over the last little while. I hope you're doing well out there, by the way. I usually ask and uh, I hope you're doing good. Um, thanks for all the feedback on the last episode uh, with Rob Baker from the Tragically Hip. It was such a cool thing for me to be able to talk to someone of that stature for me, someone that, uh, you know, being part of a band that I've, I idolized, you know, from my youth and they had such a big influence on, uh, on me and everyone I hung out with. And, uh, to be able to talk to, to someone like that was a, was a pretty cool moment for me. And it was a, it was a great, uh, a great chat. I thought, and, uh, looking forward to bringing more great guests to you. Got another one coming up, um, real soon here. And, uh, you know, this, this is what I'm trying to do. This is this is the quality of guest I'm trying to bring to your ears. Bring to your earballs, you know? That's what I'm trying to do. Bring you good conversations with interesting guests. That's what I'm trying to do every single week. Uh, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, I went on stage again at the Yuck Yucks here in Halifax and worked on some new material. 
So I've had two sets in two weeks, which is not a ton, but it's a little bit at least because I got to get ready for these shows in St. John, New Brunswick this week. And uh, I got a bunch of new ideas that I probably won't even get a chance to work on before I get to the show there on Friday. So uh, come see me. Bounce these new ideas around and see what we got. We'll see what sticks to the wall. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like when you're, I like to get up and like get a bunch of repetitions in of like, especially new material and work it out and see where you can go with it and change it and throw lines around and move that line to here whenever. But like now I'm just starting from scratch. So it's, it's kind of exciting in a way. It's terrifying too sometimes, but you always, I just always enjoy myself doing it. Um, but it's, uh, it's nice to have a stage again to get back up on and, and work on ideas. So uh, did that again on Friday. And, and I said, like, you know, just grateful, man, to be back on stage. My God, it feels so good to actually do it and hang out with other comedians again and, and do all that stuff. Cause it's uh, you know, it's a weird, weird bubble we live in as comedians. It's a very, very unique existence and profession and only other comedians really understand it. You know, musicians, I think get it a fair amount too. Um, but comedians, I mean, only we know, and you know, Rob Baker mentioned, he's like, and I've had it a few times actually in the podcast. If you listen to all the episodes, a lot of people, particularly musicians go like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how comedians go up on stage and just do it solo like that by themselves. They just, they, uh, they appreciate that they have a machine and a band and an instrument and stuff to help them when they're up there. And we don't, we just have our wit and a microphone. And, uh, and so it's been interesting that a bunch of uh, musicians have, have made similar comments about, you know, um, comedians and, and, uh, the respect they have for them. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, materials getting there. Um, <clears throat> I'm working through it. Got a bunch of ideas. New ideas are coming every single day too. For me, I don't know what it is. Sometimes I just have the windows open and new premises and ideas are coming at me fast and furious. And it's like that right now. So I'm spending time every day working on these new ones and kind of figuring out where they go. And I, I enjoy that. I like trying to figure out, how to make them work and how to connect them together too to make an act and stuff. So uh, that's the process that's going to be ongoing now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to enjoy that and looking forward to seeing what I can throw at you guys. Got a show announcement coming up uh, pretty soon here. And um, these are smaller shows. So I don't know how quickly tickets will go, but it's they're smaller shows. So I'll be making an announcement fairly quickly, probably at some point this week. Um, for folks. So stay tuned, check out my social medias on the Instagram and, uh, the Facebooks and the website and then all that fine stuff. And, uh, and stay tuned. Yeah. It's nice to be able to, to do some shows again and, and get out and see your fine faces. Um, all right, folks, that's it. That's this episode. Um, got a guest for you again next week. Got a big one. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you tune in jacked up. Um, I got, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be these, I mean, these are, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those, one of those things. Um, thanks so much again for listening. Thanks for the feedback on all the episodes. I really appreciate everyone who's been listening and tuning in. Uh, quite grateful for your attention and uh, I hope you're well. Have a fantastic week. 
And as I said, summer's rolling by. So do that thing. Okay. Pick up the phone, call the person, text the person, call that restaurant that you want to go check out. Go to that ice cream place. You said you were dying to try it and you drive by. And we always say we're going to try that ice cream. And then we never do try that ice cream. Well, guess what? You should, you should try the ice cream. Okay. Book that cottage you said you wanted to book. Uh, book the, the tickets to the thing you were going to book the tickets for. Okay. Cause the summer, she's creeping by. Remember summer weekends. Like chocolate almonds. Okay. That's probably a sign you're going to see at HomeSense one of these days. Live, laugh, love, breathe. And then the next one next to it. Summer weekends are like chocolate covered almonds. Question mark. You know, copyright on that. That's the thing. I'll, that's my contribution to HomeSense life up there. You know, if you're looking for a relaxing plaque to put on your wall or something, your friends go, oh, that's really, what does that mean? Summer weekends are like chocolate covered almonds. I don't, how? Are you okay, Lisa? Are you? Anyway, you get what I mean. If you listen to the episode, you'll understand. But those people, they won't know. They won't understand the context with which I've dropped this. Okay. Um, so yeah, have a fantastic week. As I said, do that thing. Uh, the summer is slip, slip, slipping away. So make sure you take advantage of it, of what we got left. Take care of yourselves. And I will talk to you all again next week with my special guest. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.